Hi, everybody. Here with Brent McCory, who talked this week um, on Sunday morning about the path of transformation and uh, excited to get to chat with you, Brent. So thanks for being with us, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I um, I wasn't here Sunday. I was at Super Winter with our students, but I got to listen to it online and really appreciated what you had to say. And um, so wanted to run through a few things that I found meaningful and also maybe ask a few questions that I kind of had along the way. Um, so if anyone else had those questions, maybe to be useful to them. But you told me that when you gave this message, it was kind of to lead us into the identity series that Garen is going to start next week. And so I just wondered how this leads us into a place to hear that message well next week. Like what was the thought process there? That's a good question. And I did want to set it up. And so just thinking through things and when Garen's going to be talking about things in the identity series, and I don't know where all he's going to go with that other than our identity in Christ and what he's done for us and who he says we are, that involves change or transformation on our part. And um, it's something that is really significant, but if we're not intentional, we can kind of just go through life and be carried along by other things that aren't God and his word and what he says for us. So I wanted to set that up well, hopefully. Hmm. Yeah, I think you did. I, I think you teed it up well for next week. Do they have like, do they keep pastoral stats? Like, do you get an assist for that? For Garen, or we should start keeping track of yeah, that. Yeah, we I think. should. No, Brent McCory, no turnover, turnovers, one assist. Yeah, right off the bench, just that's that's a high value <laughs> right, right off, there. Yeah, you're like sixth man of the year out of the gate. That's great. <laughs> um, so the path of transformation was kind of the theme on this one. And there are a few things that I'll just talk about quickly that stuck out to me. And maybe you can respond to that. If there's something that I missed, you can you can clear it up for me. But you talked about in the beginning how worship, you know, it's it's for us primarily. It's not for God. And I I mean I knew that, but I'd kind of forgotten that that God doesn't need to be reminded of how great he is, but it really is for our transformation, kind of the the sing it to become it kind of thing. And that's mm-hmm. I mean that's where I find myself so often. And you talked about Revelation 20, you talked about um what stands out to us and what's appealing to us about that. He talked about Matthew 2 and how the wise men brought gifts and that it just shows us that Jesus deserves our everything. Um, And I thought that was all really good. And then you even dove into how our growth happens when we're willing to dig into our past. And I found that really applicable to my life too. So those were the main things for me. Did you want to respond to any of that or add anything to it maybe? Mm. Yeah, those are, those are good things. I'm glad you were, uh, paying attention and drawing those out, I guess. Uh, with those and, and doing that, I just, just the concept of, and again, even thinking about the identity series about how um, that is so foundational for us as believers in the concept of tethering. I had a line in there somewhere toward the beginning about how we either live fully present, tethered to the past and the future as well. And hmm. Uh, that that is really significant. Our our identity in the image of God, uh, but then also how we're going to be conformed into the image of Jesus. Paul talks about and and really that's that's how God works. He's a redemptive, restorative God, and we see that uh, throughout Scripture. We see it in our own lives, and that was a little bit of a uh, a launching point, or or actually, I guess going through Epiphany with my family was a bit of a launching point for this too, and and dipping into some things from Matthew chapter two and how these people uh, in that same geographic area was tied to so much brokenness in the past of God's people. But yet because of that brokenness, here they are worshiping the King of Kings. 
So Pastor Al used to talk about how everybody was tethered to something in their past that maybe they weren't even aware of, and I thought that was really wise. But here you've extended it to say we're actually tethered to the future as well. Can you just explain that really briefly? Like how could we be tethered to the future if it hasn't happened yet? Yeah, that's a that's a good question, uh, and I think tethered to uh, I think the future uh, how I had that on the uh, on the slide I think, um, but as far as just the specificness of being fully redeemed uh, and fully like Jesus in the sense of what Paul is saying there in Romans chapter eight, because that's our goal. Uh, left to ourselves, we can have a variety of goals in life, um, and they may not be bad in and of themselves, but if they're not lined up to the character and image of Jesus, then we're falling short of what God has for us, I think. So is it like we're tethered to the future in the sense that it's our hope that we look forward to and we're kind of working towards, or is it different than that? Because that's kind of the, the image that I'm getting. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it just keeps us from um, going way off course, ideally. Yeah, cool. Um, you had this theme where you kind of talked about darkness contrast it against light. And you would talk about how you would get up early and sit at your table and either light a candle or wait for the sunrise or your your daughter would run in and you'd watch it together. Um, I don't think that's something that most of us take time for, but why is that Why is that so useful? And, and why does that deserve to be carved into our day, do you think? Well, for me, it's a, it's a invitation to myself to tap into the deeper truths that are there. Because um, if I just go with what comes naturally to me, I can be caught from one thing to the next to the next. And so I need things to help ground me. I need things to remind myself of what is eternally true. Um, and then even with the Anastasia coming out, honestly, that's an interruption, but it's one I enjoy um, if I'm in the right space. <laughs> honestly, there's times where I'm like, it's too early. Um but even that, that's just a reminder that as I go through my day, there's going to be things interrupt. And am I going to see those things as a, as a burden and a discouragement? I'm going to be mad and frustrated? Or will I even seek to see the gift that that interruption can be to me in the moment? Hmm. That's really interesting. Um, I also try and view interruptions from your kids as good things, mostly when your son runs up to me and reminds me how much better the Chiefs are than the Rams all the time. So I, I try and get in the right frame of mind for that one too. So You can be persistent. He's passionate. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, watching the Rams win last night, one of my first thoughts was good because if they lost, Zeke was going to let me have it the first chance he saw me. So that's almost the main reason I'm rooting for the Rams at this point <laughs> is to avoid the wrath of Zeke. Yeah, uh, that's good. We'll have to see what happens in a few weeks, see if they both make it. That would be interesting. Honestly, I just want them to outlast the Chiefs. If they can do that, I'll, I'll be happy. But I'm pretty sure they won't. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs are going to go a lot farther than, than us. Um, okay, just a few more things. Brett, you talked about transformation and how we've always kind of heard it, that it can look like three steps forward, two steps back. And that's just kind of what we hear. But you talked about spiritual transformation being different than that. And I know you said it in your message, but could you say it maybe concisely or clearly just for us right now, for anyone who maybe didn't hear that yesterday? Yeah, what I offered was what I think is a better analogy and in, in that you're in, a, you're in a vehicle or even walking and you have a destination in mind. Um, but even, and I don't think I said this in the message, but think of yourself even as a child and that aspect can be helpful because the parents are in control at that point in time and children can cooperate and make the journey more pleasant or more difficult. But uh, the concept of... Um, 
three forward and two back is really just discouraging for me. And I, I just don't think that's how life is or how transformation is because as Jesus begins to bring about change in us when we cooperate with the Holy Spirit and we do make steps or progress, just because we slip up doesn't mean all that's been erased. And so I like the concept of a detour or we took a wrong exit uh, because we know where the path is. And um, if Jesus is the goal and he's present with us in the moment, we're not further away from him. Uh, he's right with us even in our detour. Man, that's so helpful. I'd never heard that, but when you when you said it, I connected with it for sure. Um, maybe the last thing here, Brent, is is just the fact that you said something that I it kind of stuck with me that we are made for transformation, um, and that our transformation can only happen in the present. And that got me thinking. So, could you maybe expound on that a little bit? Because I I thought that was really well said and a a part of it hit me and connected with me really well, and I'm not sure why, but I don't know. What's your what's your deeper explanation of that? Mm-hmm. Well, I, maybe it rings true because I think it honestly is. Because, um, again, I talked about how we have a pull toward the past or the future or the present. Uh, we all have those pulls. But transformation can only take place in the present because we can't undo our past. And we don't have to because Jesus takes care of that uh, with the cross. And, and we can't craft our future to be exactly what we want because there's so many other variables and we would just drive ourselves insane. And when those are our fixation points, we're blocking ourselves off to the God who's with us in the midst of great times as well as times of difficulty and, and pain. And um, being fully present is a pretty courageous adventure because... Um, like we talked about earlier, there's even a lot of interruptions during the course of the day, and we can wish those away, or we can just seek to be present in the moment with them. Hmm. Man, that's good. I have not thought about that, but it's so incredibly true for my soul. So I think it probably connects with a lot of people out there listening too. Okay, as we wrap up, final challenge. Um, you know, we talked just before this about that darkness and light thing and the significance of taking time out of our day to kind of sit in that. And you mentioned things that are good for you, whether it's a candle or a, you you mentioned a fireplace or like moving water. I think those are all good for me too. Um, So maybe the challenge this week is just to encourage everybody to kind of find their space where they can almost go on autopilot, do some self-reflection, live in the present, think about what it means to be transformed in Christ, reflect on Revelation 20 on Matthew 2, like you encouraged us to. Um, and just kind of like take intentional steps to do that this week. Cause I find that they don't happen naturally for me at least. Would you say that's a good send off for anyone listening? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think like you said, finding something that can help ground you in the present moment is significant. And, you know, we, we mentioned before we pushed record, I guess, about even the concept of what is it about those simple things that is so alluring, at least to you and I and other people that I've talked to also. And, and maybe just because, in their simplicity, they have a way of disarming our senses because we are so sensory overloaded with media, with advertisements, with uh, our own head trash we have going on. And, you know, just the contrast of light and dark or the rippling of water, uh, those things are powerful and they, they just disarm us and, and I think invite us to be present. And then the scriptural themes just go from there about many scriptural things with, uh, with water as well as with, with fire and light. Yeah, man, you say things so well, Brent. I find myself connecting with everything 
that you just said there. So hopefully the people listening do as well. Brent, thank you so much for the follow-up, for the message. Man, we so appreciate having the whole McCroy crew at TBC. Love when you teach. Love when Melissa leads worship. Love having your kids and youth and, and kids ministry. So we're glad you guys are here. Yeah, thanks. We're glad to be here. All right, we'll see you guys next time.